0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand.
1: Hockey! Yeah, yeah.
2: My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, welcome everyone to an emergency, uh, Judd's Hockey Show podcast without Judd.
1: Yeah, no Judd.
2: Lindsay already claims he's running around naked or or underwear. I was
1: going to say naked, but then I got a little nervous that that might have some blowback on just the brand in general. So I thought a Speedo was a necessary inclusion. But yes, it was either I couldn't come up with a funny way to tweet about him spinning a sign in Times Square. You know, have you seen those street performers where they're just like, Body painted and everything. I feel like I, that's I, I've been, my been
2: there once, so I've, I've only seen there. You've
1: only been in New York City once. I have. I, I have. think a score North Jud's hockey show trip is in the works. We'll for get that, that then. in the budget.
2: Dan Seaman's watching. I'm sure. So we'll, we'll I'm get that sure one he in there. is. Uh, all right. Well, we're here to break down the uh, latest reported trade, not official, not uh, official, not yet. official. Yep. As the Bruins are playing right now, too. So oh, that are also they? has to do with it not being official. But Charlie Coyle has been traded to the Boston Bruins for Ryan and a fifth-round pick. That's being reported right now. It's reported around 5 o'clock this afternoon from Bob McKenzie and Michael Russo of The Athletic, and uh, we're here to break down what this means for the Minnesota Wild going forward. Second trade that Paul Fenton has made. Nino Niederreiter got traded last month,
1: for is that already Rask. a month ago? I know. I feel it goes like by this was so quick. Is it has it been quick though? It doesn't yeah. it hasn't felt very quick in terms of like game to game. It's been pretty rough yeah. around the rank. With last night's game, they lost four to nothing to the Anaheim Ducks last night. In case anybody didn't watch, I was there. Um it was a very somber it locker was. room afterwards.
2: I <laughs> bet. Well, I guess gut reaction. Yeah. What does your gut reaction tell you about this trade? What was the first thing that popped in your mind?
1: I think I guess I was I was surprised that it happened this quickly. While well, I'm not, I think that there were going to be moves made. Uh, if you guys didn't catch our podcast from earlier in the week, I actually theorized that Charlie was one of those players that they needed to move before the deadline. So a now trade. Um, Boston has been rumored as a trade partner for him for a long time because Charlie is from the Boston area, um, but. The return, I'm not really sure. I mean, do I do we know the Ryan Donato name? Yes, and obviously yeah. his dad coaches at Harvard. Uh, Ryan himself had a huge senior year, and has kind of had a mixed NHL career thus far. He's currently on the Providence Bruins roster, actually their AHL club rather than up with the big club up in Boston. And what what do you think about the move? I mean,
2: I was fine with it. I kind of figured Charlie was the most likely to go by, yeah. the, by the, as these days have kind of creeped up on us. A he actually has significant value. He has value. I shouldn't say significant. He has value. Like yes. Eric Stahl's value is in the toilet. Jason Zucker, Mikhail Granlund's value right now is in the toilet. So Charlie Coyle actually has some value, and I've given up on his offensive ceiling, <laughs> which is what I've which I've made adamant on the Judds Hockey Show. But he's only on on the books for three point two million. He's a great forward that plays a two way game for sixteen mm-hmm. eighteen minutes a night. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if his offensive production goes up a little bit in Boston. But this is the kind of player the Bruins. I think would love to have, and obviously Absolutely. Charlie. It's like a it's like a dream come true for Charlie, right? Obviously being a Massachusetts native, getting to go back and play right. his hometown.
1: And and he had some really strong roots to the community here in Minnesota as well. Uh, it's well known around here, at least uh, locally, that him and Jason Zucker are incredibly close. Uh, Charlie was Jason Zucker's best man in his wedding. Um, but I think if he had to choose to get traded, it's probably the hometown club. So I think. As far as like the situation goes, it's a win-win for Charlie. Like, he gets to restart, and I think that he's going to be a better fit on Boston because Boston doesn't need him to consistently put up numbers and to score. They have that unbelievable first line, which is probably the best line in the NHL right now between uh, Brad Marsh and uh, what's, uh, De- Pastronic and um, Bergeron. And That's so... Good. Good players. Good players. And they produce plenty. So I think Charlie's gonna relish his role on Boston where he's just gonna he's gonna be on that third line center or wing, depending on what they need and depending on how injuries go the rest of the season and into the playoffs. But he can just go out there, skate, he's going to be a third liner, he's just be, they're just going to say, take care of the, the top guys we're putting you out against and make sure that you're not getting any minuses in the call. just do you and keep playing what your game is right now, and he won't have those expectations that he's been saddled with here in Minnesota for a right. long time.
2: Yeah, and I, I wonder too if what the Bruins, I guess, think of him long term because we've been there's a lot of state of hockey fans that want Chuck Coyle to you know, take this next step. offensively Mm -hmm. we've been waiting for it for now seven he's been in the league for seven years that's insane which is crazy because i know he debuted when i was a freshman when we were i think both freshmen in college Mm -hmm. which goes to show how old we are doing this program why did you have to breathe uh but (laughs) i'm curious to see if like they have more patience with charlie is it the same type of like they have the thought process yeah they do and they're in the playoff hunt, or, or well, in the playoffs, yeah. not even in the hunt of they're it. They're a good they're the team. Of it. They're
1: they're they're a threatening team. You yeah. know, I think did, did they lose to Tampa Bay last year? And Tampa Bay is obviously at the top of the league and uh, the Eastern Conference, uh, more specifically. But Boston is going to be right now is slated to match up with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round. I don't know if I.
2: Sounds pretty good to me. Uh,
1: Yeah, and Charlie is a good player to have in in that first-round series against those Toronto Maple Leafs because the Leafs are a high-octane offensive team and have more depth than the Bruins do, at least thus far. So I think for the Bruins' side, I think that this is a really good trade. They're not going to get a ton of offense. But I actually did this before we came on because prep is just God and I'm whatever. And I I just found a collection of a bunch of tweets from – um, at least Bruins fans and then kind of media that were reacting to the trade when uh, the inklings of this were kind of, you know, first coming out. But <laughs> some of these, and I will edit them if they have bad words, just in case anybody was nervous. Um, but I just find it interesting because I think fans. There's a perception about Charlie and about a lot of the players on the Wild that the fa- the hometown fans are different from the league in general. We talk about this yeah. a lot with Mikhail Granlund yep. and how we value him here versus the rest of the league. But in terms of Charlie Coyle, here's just some stuff from the Boston fans. Uh, Coyle is garbage. He looks good with no results. That made us start off with a positive one, Lindsey Brown. Um, Coyle's an underrated, good stats on a team that was poorly coached slash deoriented. Under contract for next season season for not much cap space, and Donato is an RFA at the end of the year, which is a restricted free agent. Yeah. Um the Bruins decided to negate that decision with the uh, Akieri, Carlo, and McAvoy all are restricted free agents. So that's why you're seeing a Ryan Donato move because they have a bunch of young guys on their roster that are all coming up. Kind of how the Wild were in that similar situation about three, four years ago when led Nino, and they all came up as RFAs at the same year or around the same time. But yeah, it seems like there's mixed results, at least from the terms from the fans. Uh, Ryan Donato was was dubbed the second coming of Jesus by the media last year when the Bruins brought him up, and now he just got traded for a third-liner <laughs> LMFAO. Right.
2: These are um, tweets, by the these way. These
1: are tweets. These are that tweets.
2: That Lindsay got within... T- Seconds of this, seconds of this coil trade. Happening.
1: I I was fall to the, the pulse. My yeah, fingers were bump, on the bump, pulse bump, of bump. Twitter, which we are. We are the Twitter, which is where we are. We are streaming live on Score North on the Twitter, like you said, right? Twitter yep. first. We are on Twitter else, on second.
2: Periscope. Thanks for hanging yeah. With us.
1: I I and the, but then there was also an ESPN article that graded uh the trade pretty much right away, and they said it was a Bruins misfire, which I was kind of confused about, and I think you were as well.
2: That is that is a little puzzling. Um, I, I think it's because they're just Ryan Donato as this you know, uncertainty around him, right? I mean, he came up last year. He was actually the MVP of the Team USA in the Olympics last year. He played he's, in the Olympics last year. He's 22 as he well. He's 22 years old. He played mm-hmm. in some playoff games last year for Boston, and I think he was kind of log jammed with all the forwards and the Bruins So that's and, and had a slow start to the season this year. I think, I think the expectations at the beginning of the season for Donato in Boston were pretty high, and after a slow performance, they felt that maybe he can go down to the AHL, And get some big time minutes and find his confidence back. We've seen that with this team for years. I mean, they've done it just recently in this last few months with Joel Erickson X. So Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised that he did get sent down to the AHL, uh, but with the Bruins fans a little, I guess, cautious and confused that they gave up on such a young kid early. Especially I mean, with I,
1: that franchise's history of yeah. trading away young talent. And they have
2: given away a ton. A of ton people. of players. Yeah. And now they won a cup in the last decade, so I mean one depending cup, how you ask. Which is almost ask, what? But.
1: We're what eight years away, eight years removed from that cup run and what the obviously they've traded a lot of talent away, but none as big as the Tyler Sagan deal that they made with the Dallas Stars. Is that what well, God, how many years ago is that now? Five? Like five or six years. Because because Sagan won the cup his rookie year and then that was in twenty eleven and I think he stuck around for a season after that and they traded him in that off season. right he got traded yeah. in the off season right we, nothing but straight up hardcore facts yeah. and truth and just unbelievable stuff but yeah i think donato I, I i agree with you i think there's a log jam in terms of just minutes up up with uh, with the bruins because the bruins are in a situation in which because they're being successful they have to really pay attention to who they're allocating minutes to, especially with their young guys. Because when you're trying to bring guys up and also maintain that same level of success, it's a really, really dicey type of – it's tough to do. And so when you have a bunch of young guys on a team that's already really successful, you're going between the decision of like, do you want them up with the NHL club but playing like eight minutes a night or do you want them down in the AHL playing 20 and a lot of people see it as like, well, wouldn't the kid always want to be up with the NHL club? Like that just makes sense. You want to be with the big show. You want to play under the big lights with your jersey on, the, with your name on the back, the whole bit. But it's about development, and clearly he was just the odd man out. And the Minnesota Wild franchise, clearly they've taken this first step, and this is a big, mm-hmm. this is a big step. The Nino was kind of a half step because it it wasn't it was right up. Yeah, it was forced. This one was a more vol- he or Fenton had options of who he could move. He had calls throughout the day pertaining to Coyle and other players. Like the Bruins were looking at trading for Eric Stahl. that was one of the rumors as well. Um, but they had to—they not only choose who they're trading from their team, but they're choosing who they're bringing on to help rebuild the franchise here and rebuild that future. And it, that's a—it's a good return to get a 22-year-old yeah. kid who was uh, a late rounder pick. Who's—he's not a first rounder like Charlie Second Coyle was, pick. right? But Charlie was what?
2: He's first round pick. Mid first le- rounder he was, for the Sharks. He was One With of the, the last Brent, picks right. Brent Burns trade.
1: You're right. And so, I mean, it's good. We get youth. They need that. They need you could almost say, well, that can kind of slide in as one of those missed picks that Fletcher had traded away uh, in the Marty Hansel trade a couple years back. When they traded away a first rounder, they they've moved some second rounders in the last few years. You know, there's so many instances in which the Minnesota Wild have moved their future assets in the last five years. So I think this is a much needed um, player to just add to their system because the Iowa Wild are doing really well this year, but the last like three, four years they've really they've struggled. Been they've been awful. Really struggled just because they've had so much talent come up to the NHL club um, as of late.
2: So we do have a, we're getting questions here on Periscope. We at least have one. If you want to tweet us your questions, <laughs> the one, the one watcher. They're here on Periscope. <laughs> and we got, we got 45 people currently watching. So that's
1: Whoa! Right. They want
2: to know. Uh,
1: 36 of them are my family. And
2: mine too. Do you think I Ryan am. Donato will start in Iowa? Will he start I don't. in Iowa?
1: No, I think they already have reported that he's going to make his wild debut um, at the Rangers game tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. And that just makes sense, too. And I don't want people, at least in the wild fan base, to read this as a trade of an NHL guy for an AHL prospect. Because like we were just saying, Declan, um, so much of – Uh, Donato's situation is not that he doesn't have the skill or he's not playing to the ability that is necessary to play in the NHL right now. It's just they have a lot of players on the Bruins roster that are playing better than he he is right now. The Wild probably don't, so we need him. Exactly. So hopefully tomorrow they show up at at Madison Square Garden, a little pep in their step, that being the Wild. A little pissed off that Charlie was traded because it's just – it's a, it's a new start for Charlie, but this is also the first time that the wild locker room has been without Charlie Cohen. Like you said, seven years. That's a long time. It's a long time. And that's a big, big piece that this franchise was building around for a very long time as well. And so, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Donato plays well tomorrow. Especially with the, with the way that the other trades have worked yeah, out uh, this year, at least for Fenton's trades with uh, them shipping needle Rider for uh,
2: a guy that can't skate.
1: Yeah, it was, but it was bad. Uh,
2: we got another one. Does Ryan Donato? Pl- did Ryan Donato? That really rolls off the tongue. Well, you're getting get used to that. Did he play college hockey? And yes, he did. He college played college hockey,
1: hockey, and at Harvard, at Harvard, Harvard, An
2: Ivy League. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, he had actually a really successful career there. I mean, as junior and hobby? I mean, uh, I think he was probably up there at least. I don't know if he was a top three finalist, but he definitely received votes. He had 26 goals last year. He actually shot the puck more than any other uh, college hockey player last year. Uh, kudos to my man, Nate Wells, who had that nugget on the trade as well. So this is a guy that, from what I have gathered from just brief scouting reports, because I'm a great hockey scout here, uh, <laughs> the guy is maybe not a phenomenal skater from what I read, but he has a hell of a shot. And, that's and, he something, and he shoots often.
1: That's a thing, And too.
2: that's something that this team has just oh lacked man. forever. I mean, Paris is a finisher, oh. but a different kind of finisher. Uh, a lot of fins, pun intended, on the roster that aren't finishers. So <laughs> I really like that a guy has a shoot-first mentality, and you can tell he's got a chip on his shoulder playing in the AHL, mm-hmm. too. He's been down mm-hmm. there for the last month, for those that were unaware. He got sent down uh, to Providence in the AHL affiliate with the Bruins, so he is now down there. But once the trade becomes official, which is this is still reported, this is not an official by either club. They haven't reported it as the Bruins are in town and the wild knock on wood are getting safely somewhere. uh, On on, on Yeah, their their flight was delayed
1: to New York, so that's why this is taking uh, so long to become an official deal. So
2: I love the fact that we have a guy that has a shoot-first mentality. Now, is he ready to play at an NHL speed level? I don't know. I, we, we, There's we not a lot of guys that yeah.
1: appear to be playing at an NHL level right now exactly. on the Minnesota Wild roster. So if anything, just an addition of some new blood and um, kind of like that initial shock when you have somebody somebody new into your classroom, you know, when you are yeah. in school and that yeah. you, you had the new kid and everybody kind of looks at him weird for a second, be like, who are you? And then somebody reaches out and then. They all become one big happy family and defeat the giant lunch lady monster at the end. That's it. I believe a, that was the recess movie plot line. Great if film. I remember it. Great Wait, film. Way to slide that American into classic. This. That's Wait. what that was my goal for the evening was to yeah. slide that film reference in. Um, but I just think that it's going to be a little weird. I think. That the team hasn't really had a chance to fully gel since these moves have been made, since they've added Pontus Aberg, since they've added Rask, since they've added now Donato, because Aberg and um, Rask were were both missing time because they were hurt. Yep, and so this will. We're gonna see a very different looking team. If how long is Aberg out for? Do we know?
2: I don't know. He's he came up really quick, and then all of a sudden he was on the shelf. And is he
1: the one that fell, that stepped on the puck and fell?
2: No, that was Victor. Victor Vic. stepped on the puck. Vic. And Vic. Fell. Yeah. Just Vic adding a. adding to his uh, great resume so far in, in his limited time with the Wild. Yeah. Uh, so, do you think that this move basically solidifies that the Wild are, are tanking and like not well, trying tanking, to make the playoffs?
1: Mm, Give me your opinion. I want to know. I, this is where. This is where you know when you have a three uh, a three to one lead in a game, and it's yeah. a, it's a huge hockey cliche. It'd be like, the next, whoever scores the next the next goal is the most important goal. Right now, I'm going to take that and apply that to the next move. If there is a move, that's also a mo- if there's not a move, that's also a move. It depends on if he d- decides if Fenton decides to sell off another asset. If he doesn't, I would say no. I would then right now they're following my plan to the T, which I'm like, I'm awesome. But if they move another person and say it's like a Jason Zucker, then yeah, this is full blown. We're we're going for we're going for just a toilet bowl, and I don't know if we're gonna be able to um, suck well enough to get into that lottery um, percentage that they're looking for if they want to go for Jack Hughes, which we've only been saying for months, but it's fine. but if it's just Charlie, I don't think so because I and and that that is what what I kind of highlighted in our episode earlier this week in terms of them shopping Gramlin right now, but see, but mostly just as a research type of project, just to see where people are valuing him because he's at his probably his lowest in term in his career in the NHL right now in terms of like playing. He's been right. aw- he's been really struggling. Passes up a lot of grade. A opportunities to shoot, or even passing up just a regular opportunity, and be like, I'm gonna try to thread the needle across the zone, and then it'll work one in a hundred times, and then we'll get the goal. But you're not—he's just not generating offense, even though his stats don't seem like it. But if you want the eye test, he does not—he's not passing right now. Um, But it just—I don't know. Like I think I think he's gonna move another person, don't you?
2: I think so. I, I don't think this is like it. I don't uh, no. think
1: so. I think if you're going to make this move and you're going to take a Charlie Coyle, you might as well just, just jump in the deep end. Let's yeah, just sure. go, just go enough waiting in. Everybody's done a polar plunge around here once in, at least some point in their life. That's for all those people that are watching and listening across the country. That's when you Thank cut you. open into the ice and you jump into the water. Cause that's normal things that we do here yeah. in Minnesota as it's snowing like a foot a day right now. Um, But you don't wade into the polar plunge. You don't wade into the cold pool. You got to go for it. So since they've they've already traded two out of those four guys, that young core that they've talked about for years as being like the next coming, the next class. So if they trade another one of those pieces out of that class, or even, do you think they're going to be able to move move stall?
2: I do. I I think they're going to be able to move stall. And I know we want a first round. I mean, that would be no. There's
1: it would be, but. I just don't, don't see how it could. If they do, I'm I'm checking to I'm I'm getting a breathalyzer for the other GM to be totally honest. Right, and it's not because of it, that. I think Eric isn't capable or that he can't play at the level that he was playing at last year. I think that's he could do that tomorrow. But the problem is, is that you're dealing with human beings who get bogged down by confidence issues, who get bogged down by media attention. He's obviously had a really rough few weeks. Um, he's gotten a lot of crap. Um, from media members, from the fan base, and his name has been obviously as a rental, as a UFA at the end of the season, he's just naturally in the trade conversation as is. Yeah. But as Judd pointed out earlier in the week, he did. It, he has the ten team yeah. no trade a list that he turned in, uh, and I think um, that that's um, like all playoff teams because he's pretty smart. much
2: yeah. And, and his agent I think was quoted too that he he signed this contract to. End his career in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and, and that also that doesn't mean that he's retiring at the end of this year. No, uh, he want he still believes he can play, even though he's down in a slump. I don't think his game's completely gone. Mm-mm. He's just snake bitten right now, and any anyone that watches him, you can, can see can it. Get that. Yeah, I mean he's slow in his skates. He doesn't have the shot. I don't. We haven't been able to figure out if he was injured or not. You, you can just tell though he's not the same player, and, and that might happen to a guy that's hey at, at getting on the mid size mm-hmm. of his 30s, mm-hmm. and after a 42-goal campaign that kind of came out of nowhere, um, I, I understand where you might be able to think he might be injured or just something's off with his game. But I still think you can get a first-round pick, and if not, for if, stall, I think you can. I think you can get a late first-round pick.
1: You, people can't if you're not watching so, on but Twitter, if, if they you can't see me shaking if my they head, did, but I'm shaking my
2: head. Would, so you would want that though, like if they got uh, first, yeah, yeah. But
1: dude, I also want I want to keep. Jason Zucker and I want to win the rest of the games of the year and I want to make a Stanley Cup run. There's a lot of things I want, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get them. So
2: you 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 do still want them to make a Stanley Cup run.
1: No, I but no, that's no, not no. what I'm saying at okay. all. That is zero what I'm saying. I'm saying they should lose every game the rest of the <laughs> year, but that's I can't get what I want because that's yeah. not realistic. And I think that while You might be able to swindle someone. I don't think – if you're going to go straight up Eric Stahl, there's no way he alone garners a first-round pick. Now, if you package him with someone who has better value or a pick or maybe one of the prospects that is performing really well down in the AHL right now, then maybe you can get in the conversation. But him as is, no, there's no way. At least I don't – from what I've seen, but I'm not running an NHL organization, nope. so
2: they don't allow that to happen. If yet. you
1: want my resume, just email me. A couple uh, comments me. we're getting
2: in the tweet deck. This one's going to really get us excited here. <laughs> yes, should they go after Duchesne, oh who God. reportedly was uh, told not to play <laughs> because he is in trade talks? He he was a scratch tonight in Ottawa. Who and he's been a disaster since he's gotten there, and, and his exit well, in Colorado the, the was whole messy. Organization
1: is a disaster.
2: Yeah, yeah. He, and and that's a guy that I love his skill, but do you? There clearly is some drama that hangs over him and do you want that in the Wild's locker room
1: You know what I want so- I just want some stirring that's what I want I want I want I want some spice in the locker room and I'm on record in saying that I think in our one of our either a test episode when we were first doing this or early on go back uh wherever you find your podcast just search Score North and Judd's Hockey Show I said the Wild should go after Matt Duchesne a couple months ago Now I'm not trying to be like, look at me, I'm so smart. I'm not trying to be like that. But he, his price tag is going to be real big because you're also dealing – got to remember if you're trading away a talent like that, that means you are having some serious issues yourself. And the senators are obviously having some serious issues – Eric, yeah, they traded Eric Carlson. There was that huge debacle between him and what's his nuts with the wives and the Instagram. And oh, then there yeah. was earlier this year. Remember that? Oh, that, was, that was like two months ago when they we were in the great. Uber and they have like a ten minute conversation where they ripped their coach and it got released. And that's I don't agree with the, the Uber driver releasing that, but it's it's out there. That's what happens when you live in the day and age that we live live yeah. in. I would say why not, but I just don't think that they're they're going to have the assets that. Ottawa is going to ask for because they're going to ask for a lot because Duchesne's a two second overall pick, right? And he has been probably the most disappointing player in terms of potential in the that the league has probably seen in a while. Like he's up there. Really, tr- if you had to if you had to pick three, like three or four or five players that were high draft picks that had that were slated to be like they're going to be good right. I just feel like every year it's Matt Duchesne's narrative is like this is the year he's gonna break out
2: but I, I think the thing with Duchesne is Duchesne's Duchesne's problem is 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 off the ice antics like he can produce he can produce 60 yeah, but, 70 points every year if he if for 82 games
1: but what do we know what is off the ice and the, the only thing you're basing the off the ice antics antics really that we have direct evidence yeah. is of that video and he's but you're also in a van with your teammates and they're all shooting the S and you're having a great time. Like and they were clearly they had been drinking and whatever else. Like I don't put a ton of I don't I Some guys need to let off steam. Yeah. I I would be lying if I didn't say like back in when I played in college that we didn't I love my coach to death. Hi Kiki if you're listening or watching or do in the future. Me. Um do you love me I did. Hi, Kiki. No um. But I sometimes you have to let off steam and and that and that, that was fine for them to do. They got taped, and it sucks. So I don't think that he's as cancerous as everybody assumes he is because you also have to realize a lot of his bad reputation comes from his time with Colorado, and him and Joe Sackick were not on good terms towards the end of their relationship. So how much of it is true, how much of it is kind of like fabricated fodder that, you know, GMs try to, um, you know, dust up to – make things happen make deals happen I just don't think it there how do you fit them with the cap where where, where would you put them what I like I'm sure but I just don't think it's realistic
2: yeah and I also believe if if you're adding Duchenne, I think you're buying like the, the yeah. wild that, that yeah? would be the what that would mean the mm-hmm. wild are buying unless unless it's just Ottawa's trying to get them the hell out of there and they're trying to trade pennies on the dollar in return okay I mean I'll entertain it yeah but, but if then, they're gonna rebuild why but pennies? also um, I mean the wild even though they got rid of Coyle's cap hit so that's 3.2 million off the books next year mm-hmm. they got rid of Nino's contract which is 8 million off the books last year uh 5 million on the books so that's up to eight ish right about eight and mm-hmm. a half mil that the wild didn't have to begin the year and you're not going to be able to move those contracts to in and so you have to trim where you can trim right mm-hmm. I mean and that's where trading Charlie Coyle and trading Niederreiter um had to happen they were maybe a little bit forced the Nino one specifically really forced uh, that was but, the
1: first attempt to try to right the ship yeah and and that, that wasn't like that the Nino deal wasn't uh like an admission of rebuild it was just basically saying we got to shake something up here and see if we have to make any further moves and obviously the the shake-up did not work so that's why Charlie is where on, on the way to where he is right now and why you know we're we're here at 8.50 p.m. Breaking down the trade, but I'm having a great time.
2: I am too. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We're on yeah. uh, Periscope right now. Hi. Lindsay Lindsey Brown, Declan Goff, Judd's in New York. His spirit is with us. Um, I think he's here. It's fruit. It's J- good. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's it's, around. He's it's, front. it's fine. He's a it's fraud. Good. He loves it. I love that this happened too. Phil Mackey pointed this out, who I'm sure is also watching in Los Angeles right now. Um, hey, Phil. I love that this happened like the last day before he leaves for vacation. So now he has to like had this bottled up with him and his poor wife is going to have to just listen to... Yeah, they're you know, in New York. ...to, to judge, oh, complain, and, oh and whine God. about this trade. I'd feel bad for her, so... Where I, do you I'm,
1: think they're eating right now, where he's... Well, I think he's peru- still here. Is like, he still yeah, here?
2: Yeah, he did a show today, so he was still here. I don't know if they are flying So they're,
1: they're... She's packing everything, yeah. and he's on Twitter. Just refresh, right. refresh, trying to figure out where the... And yeah, it's... I can only imagine... Tomorrow when he goes to the Garden, because he, he was talking about how much he was looking forward to watching the game at the Garden because he loves the Garden so much, right. which I don't understand. But um, there are going to be some questions that he's probably going to ask. He's going to be down there tomorrow you know, as a member of the media. So I don't know if there's anybody else besides the regular beat writers, but it's going to be fresh. And I do think
2: the difference like between Nino going to Carolina and what Coyle's going to do in Boston is not also going to be the same. I don't think no I don't think Charlie's gonna go in there slide into a top role and and automatically produce a lot of points like Nino is scoring at an unbelievable rate because he's got his minutes up and he's playing with the center that the wow could even could don't even have close to well, having on well, Sebastian aho
1: and it's in Carolina does anybody care about hockey in Carolina apparently no. the storm
2: surge man I
1: but but that's the thing but you're it's an undereducated market in terms of hot they're not it's not a hockey town that's just straight up what it is and they're playing with they're out of the playoff hunt right they're done. Basically. No, they're, they're they're in it. They've had it. a
2: resurgence.
1: That's right. They're, they're they at the a resurgence. slow start. And then they go. then Don Cherry called them jerks for no reason.
2: Yeah, that's just the fun police. Nobody
1: nobody wants to have fun anymore. No.
2: Make, or, hockey, or, or, make hockey more lame is yeah, such a good let's, idea. Let's dude. not
1: do viral videos. <laughs> Our sport definitely doesn't need no. the, doesn't need the social media presence ever. Um, but they're just. They were, they've been terrible for a long time, the Canes. Like, they're they're still in the same rebuild that sent Eric Stahl to the New York Rangers, which is why he doesn't want to do the um, rental trade thing because he had such a bad experience um, when he was traded to the Rangers for their Stanley Cup run a few years back. Um, But he's. He's playing carefree. He's Nino. He's Nino and he's like a Swiss he's Swiss and he's in he's in the Carolina and He's just like I'm just going to score goals. Yeah. Like, and there's no pressure on him. Of course he's going to play well. And, coming from here especially.
2: And Victor Rask I I still do want to see a full healthy reset. You, you can if he could, I think he would hit a reset. He would just kind of wave the white flag in right now, It's like, dude, let me get my body right. Yeah, let me let me reset my mind. I just got traded for the first time in my career, and I know that that doesn't mean he's young too. That doesn't make the Nino production any less more harmful and a gut punch to Wild fans because I I do get that. And Nino, look, Nino was a beloved person too. Like he was loved in the community. They really liked him. And even I think when he was playing his worst, we don't we didn't ever really harp on him as hard as we did with a Coil or with a Grandlin. Like his lowest low was never. As frustrating, we
1: also didn't expect as, it, as much from him as we did from true. Charlie Coyle, Mikhail Granlund. Even right. though all of them are for, like when they brought Nino in, if if, if you don't remember, he was with the Islanders organization and they get, they traded him away. Was it, he was part was he part of the Spurgeon? No, Spurgeon they signed straight up, right? No,
2: he was part. Nino you know, was acquired in the uh, Clutterbuck, Cal trade.
1: Clutterbuck. Cal Clutterbuck. Cal Clutterbuck was traded for him. So yeah. honestly, we won that trade yeah, at least thus did. far, and. The thing I just I don't want people to be. Well, he's scoring somewhere else. We could have had it here. He wasn't gonna do it here. Yeah, he was. Nino wasn't gonna do what he's doing in Carolina. Whatever Charlie does in Boston or anywhere else, any Minnesota athlete that lives here as much as we all love to be like, we let David Ortiz go, then we let (sighs) the Kevin Garnett go. They all go to Boston. Which you,
2: which obviously then means Coyle is going to be successful,
1: right? in in our our yeah. cold hearts yes yeah. but we have to take a rational view of this is that they are once they are traded as much as you could say all they had they had this in, in in within them at all times it's not we didn't think nino was a crappy player i don't no. think I, he wouldn't be in the league if they didn't think he was good right. and so it just all of the other stuff that bogs players down that that distracts them subconsciously consciously the whole bit it was too much here, and he'd been here too long. Now, if he if he could come back here and be totally different, all, you know, it it just depends. They'd been here for too long; they weren't scoring. The fan base gets to it gets it mounts, and then everything is just shot. And then you go somewhere where nobody knows you, and everybody's like, "We're very happy you're here because the guy we traded away, because everybody likes the backup quarterback, or you traded for you're our savior." Declan. Thank you, thank you, you're Lance. our savior. Same thing. It's and I I wish Charlie nothing but the best. I hope I hope he has 15 goals and they go to the playoffs and they make. Well, I don't hope they make the Stanley Cup final because I hate the Bruins so much. (laughs) But I hope it would be kind of fun to see them beat Toronto, though. Just to see Toronto like lose their minds.
2: And I I look at the West too.
1: Oh God! And it's so.
2: This is like in the NBA when the eastern conference for like the last few years has just been so dog bleep that the 8th seed was like 10 games under 500 and it was just basically a 4-5 game automatic win for the for the 1 so seed so now it's ba- that's, today's basketball That's, that's looks what's like going two teams. to happen um mm-hmm. with the and I know crazy things happen in the NL show playoffs there's nothing like the Stanley Cup playoffs the
1: Kings they beat the Vancouver Canucks in 2012 whoever
2: has that 8th seed against it's probably going to be Winnipeg or Nashville whoever wins the central that's going to be a five-game series.
1: Well, it, it, there's always a chance. If you make it, you always have a chance. This is this is 100% true. They ain't beaten Winnipeg. No. They ain't beaten Nashville. They're probably... They can't beat Anaheim. Ryan Kessler had his first goal in 23 games. No, first point in 23 games last night. They lost to them. They lost to Philly, who until recently was complete garbage. If they lose tomorrow, what was the game... Like, they're playing all bottom feeders. Like, literal bottom feeders They right
2: lost now. to Anaheim twice, who has five wins since, like, December 1st. And
1: two of which were our shutouts against the Wild at the X. Corey
2: Schneider picked up a win against them, who hadn't won a game in, like, seven years or something. Since the Olympics. Right. Yeah. So, probably. this Wild team, is it, it's going nowhere. It's sputtering. It's been middling mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Now, after that hot start they got off to, where they won, like, 12 of their first 15 or whatever it was, they have been... Just spiraling out of control. It's just bleep little pop up pop ups on the way of just to load you in a little bit to buy back in, and, and then they go right three back in a down. row,
1: come back. Come yeah, back.
2: exactly. So I'm, I, I, you have to break up the core eventually. And at the best, at best, this team got to the second round. Best. That was the best. That, that was that, the ceiling. That was the ceiling. And it's oak oh, That and they tried. They got a couple times. They've been in the playoffs for six consecutive years. And it's not like San Jose Sharks where it's just like, why isn't this working? It's this team just isn't that good, so it, it you that have to break how you, up. Really feel you have to break up the band eventually and yes. and that's what happened Charlie Nino Rider was the first one gone now Charlie Coyle wouldn't be surprised if there's something else by the 25th deadline um it, it's it, it's the nature of the of where they are where they are at right now
1: I'm going to be so mad if they trade Jason Zucker. I'm going to be mad because that's too much mm-hmm. it's too much. If they trade Stall, yes. Is there anybody else that you could see them potentially moving?
2: Other than like you know, I th- like I think Eric Fair just gets moved just because you, like you can him. take fourth liners and the, and that's always a commodity. You want more, you want as many bodies as you want yeah. in the playoffs, yeah. so he might not play every night in the postseason, but he's available to play. And I you, think any he you think has a Spurgeon
1: is g- safe.
2: I think Spurgeon is safe. Yeah, thank
1: God. I would
2: say the, like my untouchables. If I was running the Wild, which I always give great opinions on. Um, <laughs> My untouchables are Matt Dumba, Luke Con, and Jordan Greenway.
1: I'm always going to trade for Matt Dumba. Those right
2: now. are those are my three untouchables. Um, now you're, at the you're
1: same, saying an un, uh, untouchable. For me, he is. He is.
2: Okay. I don't know if that's universal, and I okay. don't know if if some other fans okay. believe he is that you would listen to either trade for him or Greenway. I I mean, go for it, but I don't I don't I don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, I, I they're you're right. They're both those are your young guys, and we and we've been saying it for weeks. Get these kids a letter because they both were Greenway and Condon have shown a lot at least to me these last Cunningham couple especially. weeks especially
2: I mean the guy just listening to him talk is is so such impressive for a 21 22 year old kid Well
1: and was it earlier this season that he got into a fight and he had like the bloody nose and somebody got that picture of him like basically tongue out like crazy person yeah. like eh, like any it just looks like a psychopath but it just badass hockey guy He's going to him and Greenway are going to be your big guys going uh, forward. Ha. Huh. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for there that you. one. Um, In addition to the, your, obviously, your Zach is your Miko Kovic, who's at least through this, not not this season, not next season. And, and that's if he comes back. Um, But yeah, I think those are, but the only other person that they could really get a lot back for is Spurgeon. I think that a lot of people, at least sure. that I've seen on social media, are very torn about this because he... He's the best wild defenseman in franchise history, in my opinion.
2: I, th- I think that's a very fair assessment. And that includes
1: over Ryan Souter. Yeah, that, I, I, that's what I, I think I that's fair. And so when you have somebody like that, and especially for a guy who's so, very well-respected, came up through, you know, was not very highly regarded, worked his butt off, has gotten to the top, is pro- probably one of the most underrated defensemen in the NHL, especially for how much he produces. Like, he, he produces, and he's small and can skate, and he has a long career uh in front of him still. And when you have a player like that, you could he could get a first rounder. He could get like a a 2nd all-line uh, center and a first rounder. He could.
2: What also someone just brought this up and I totally I was reading about this this afternoon too coming in. Donato and Jordan Greenway are buddies. They go back. They, well, they were, were on the Olympic, on team, the Olympic together. team together. They mm-hmm. stayed together. Um these two have a little bit of a continuity and and I think one of the old cliche is, you know, if you have, you have continuity and you have players buying in on a hockey team, it's one of the most unstoppable things to stop, right? And I wonder if Donato and Greenway go on the same line. You know, that's also something that, that could be curious. Yeah. I think Greenway's been playing his best hockey in the second half of the year. Um, Who's he
1: on line with last night? I, uh, I never know that what game. Lines are. I have
2: blocked out of my memory for obvious reasons. I I, I just I just got angry it. Or I was watching the batch. Yeah,
1: let that's let's be serious. And WWE Here, Monday Night Raw. Let's be serious. And and WWE. I was just trying to I was just trying oh to defend God. my
2: credibility. What's of, of hosts of Twitter? co-hosting this wild bot. Twitter
1: poll. What's worse Did, that Declan skipped the wild game to watch. The Bachelor or WWE yeah, Raw? Yeah. Your thoughts, America. Yeah, Send it. There
2: goes my, every, that's just probably X right there. Oh Follow Dex tweets. Yeah. I, I completely did um,
1: it. Yeah, I just I forgot what were we talking? We, we were talking
2: about Greenway.
1: That's right, Greenway. I think they they've been throwing him out there. You know who else has played really well? I think lately, especially how bad everybody's an Eck Erickson Eck. I've actually been really impressed with him ever over the since last his week demotion
2: a he has played because at the beginning of the year and and awful a, and Russo reported too he was being shot like Fenton was trying to at least listening to offers awful yeah and and that's all we are always to the dawn of time going to compare him to Brock Besser since he went right after him
1: oh God and that's I don't even want to bring it up I, that's
2: that's the gut punch I think that that's the wild worst fans one. have to deal with is oh. it and ec- look it, it might be too early to give up on him but right now, it's it's not even close that if you would redo the draft, you well, take Rockets. There's a lot of different the, players that would be correct. on this roster if they correct. could redo
1: drafts at this franchise. But he's actually played real—he's hitting people. He seems like he's skating with a little more recklessness, which my big knock on him, at least uh, thus far in his career, has been that I feel if he gets near the boards or any other human being on the ice, that he instantly falls over. Um, he's not doing that as frequently, and he, he's scoring— I see more confidence out of him, and I think it's he. They've been rotating with him but between Greenway and Cunningham. They have like they'll go with like a young guy's line, and then they'll throw one of those guys up with like Zach and what was Charlie or whoever or Granlin. Like Grandlin's also one of the wild wild cards. <laughs> I'm on fire with fun there you go. puns right now, uh, because he's been playing so poorly, and they're trying to figure out where to set him and get him going again. Um, but I think that he's playing really well, but I think Greenway. You can. He needs to be in front of the net on the power play, oh, yeah. first of all. But he's a. It, he's only going to get better, and he strikes me as a guy that just needs that continued confidence. You put him on first line. You put him with your best players because I think Cunning's one of those guys where you put him on the low. He's like a Zach Parisi where you use him to help bring make guys better. Yeah. Instead of going along for, he's a driver, not a passenger of a line. If that makes sense. And I
2: don't think this is like. A hot take to say that Erickson X career, how it has started, is similar to what happened to Miko when he came up and he was very overmatched. And also I think his style X, forget about that, X, X style of play is mm-hmm. I think defensive first. Like he's I don't think he's going to be a sixty Which point isn't center. a
1: bad thing.
2: You need look at I mean, just look how bad look at how bad the Wild are without Koivu. I mean it's look it's all, it's night oh, and day. And I and, and, and is not the same player he was even like two or three years ago. But you can tell that there is a Difference in how the Wild play when he's out of the lineup, and it, it, it's very, very 100% noticeable. Correct. And Eck, it is probably too early to just dump away with it and get out of it. And I can understand a fan's frustration to just clear it out, but you do have to ride this out. He's still 22 years old. Yeah, you have to give him a little bit more of a shot. And if his plays continues to trend in the right direction, which it has for about the last like three, four weeks, that's it's good a, for the Wild. It's a
1: slow but steady. Incline, yes, it's getting there. Yeah, I, I also think that he's also, um, he gets a lot of crap because of where the league is right now. Because you just brought up the, the bunch of the crap that Koivu got back in the day, and I'm like, I kind of remember it because it wasn't such a long time ago, but yeah, we I think we were like 10. We were like 10. I totally remember this every second of every day, just like the all star game when it was here in what, oh, oh, three, three. Oh, 04. okay. Um, he. Is going to get better. And, but the league right now values speed and goal scoring and this ability to just kind of be slippery, I guess, for lack of a better term. You cannot describe him as a guy that's like shifty or anything. And back in the day when Koivu was coming up, it was a much more defensive oriented league. And so maybe that's where I'm not, I'm not remembering as much other than the fact that we were like 10. But, that the league was a very different league than it is right now, and that's that's the same argument I've met I've made to uh, make my case to keep a Jason Zucker on the squad or to go with more of a speed oriented approach towards this franchise because if you just have speed, you're going to be able to take players in and out and trade and move them around. Then you're not worried about as if you have speed, you're not worried about matching up lines. Being like, well, this is my slow line. like, this is my hitting line. We need to match up with this. Like, if you just make people fat, like, just get fast. People. All right. So
2: oh. you, you may have just answered my question, but I'm why? So and and I, I think I'm in the same boat as you. Why wouldn't you trade Jason Sucker? Why wouldn't you trade him?
1: Because, because, like I said, because of the speed. Because it is at such a premium in the NHL. If you just if you said name three players that are up and coming in the NHL, or and by up and coming I mean like the next generation. You go Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, and then the third is either like David Pastrnak or Besser or Pedersen or there's a bunch of it or even Laine. Those guys minus Laine. Line is a giant. Yeah, he's a, he's an absolute freak of a human being. He's unbelievably good. But all those guys are undersized players who built their game on their skating ability and their speed and skating ability and speed are two different things as well. Cause there's just straight up speed of being able to get going quickly. And then there's also that kind of it's, it's hard to tell when you're not, if if you didn't, if you're not super well-versed in hockey, but you can tell how, especially how they transition and how they go through stops and starts and how quickly Jason Zucker can get from stopping, going into the offensive zone and then going back on the back check. Now he has the ability. Does he always have the motivation? Right. Yeah, right. Not that we have seen thus far. He, can, when he's playing really well, his entire game shows. When he's scoring goals, his entire game shows. Is Liam? No, we have things? a great
2: comment, and it's, yes. he's harping on your Zucker. Zucker is like Papa John's pizza. It's only good when you can't find another. First
1: option. of all, who is this?
2: I don't know, D- David. David Deback, Thank you for listening. David Dback.
1: First of all,
2: on our Papa Periscope.
1: John's. Is a great pizza Free chain. Re advertising here, can, yeah. Papa John's is actually my chosen pizza chain, so that that is an actually an excellent compliment in my book. So thank you, whatever your name is, D back man. So thanks to him. But
2: I, I mean, I, I'm I'm in your boat too. I don't think you can the Wow can afford to trade away any speed right now. They are a slow moving team, and even though Zucker's been frustrating, I also I also don't think his value is where no. it needs to be either. He can't score in the playoffs. I don't think people are calling for him calling for his name for a little playoff boost. Uh, I don't think that is why people would be calling him. If anything, he I would put him in that Grandland time of like if you trade him it's at the draft. And that's once once yep. the season kinda resets and everyone goes and plays some golf and it gets a little vacation then before the NHL Lucky. draft. Yeah. It sounds pretty great right I now with a golf. foot of snow. Um that's when you probably entertain shopping Jason Zucker. I still I don't think they trade him. I'm with you. I, I don't think you i think you are someone that you think like you should really build around him i think he's a great complimentary piece i don't think you can build around him does that yeah. make sense i don't think can you're do the saying focal he's point. a you're
1: saying he's a secondary color not a yes. primary Correct. he's not a red or a what's another blue yellow blue there you yes go. <laughs> primary colors is kindergarten yay um the only re- the only reason why jason zucker other than the fact that he isn't playing that well is that i don't know what the official date is but after this season he gets a modified no trade clause, correct? So there's yes, there's I incentive in well. to for, to move it. That's why there's a lot of people. If you're if you're like, why would we move Jason Zucker? He's a good dude, and even though he's not playing super well, nobody else is either. There's extra incentive for for the organization to move him just so that they have more trading partners. See, they can trade him to whoever they want right now. But after a certain point, I don't know what it is. I'm not an expert, or I am. I just I don't know. Um, after that point. Modified, no. Tri- so he can he has a say in where at least some sort of a say in where he can go. So I, I maybe I'm maybe you're right. Maybe I put a little bit too much stock in him as a potential leader. But I'm also someone that says until you exhaust every option and give everybody every chance, sure. you can't automatically write him off as not being a good leader when he hasn't really been given a chance to actually lead. Absolutely. So I just say if he's still next year playing like crap, then I'd start shopping him. But I don't. I'm not. I don't think he hit his ceiling even last year.
2: Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. We'll go for like another 15, 20, 15 minutes here on, 15 uh, on Score North Live on Periscope on Twitter, breaking down the Charlie Coyle trade, uh, who has been reportedly shipped off to the Boston Bruins. Trade's not Allegedly. official. Bruins are playing right now, so that also has to do with the Wild are 10,000 feet somewhere in the air, hopefully getting to somewhere safe. Uh, if you're just joining us, Charlie Coyle was traded, reportedly traded this afternoon for Ryan Donato and a fifth round pick. I, I mean, I, I guess that pick kind is of, a pick, uh, my dude. A hey, fifth round pick was where Kaprasov was picked, so I'm t- take take your lottery well, chances. There's a there. reason yeah. he's not
1: here. That's why he that's was taking it. Right. He's he was taking the fifth round because they didn't think he would be here. And uh, what do you know?
2: But Ryan Donato, 34 games the Bruins this year, nine points, six goals, three assists. He had a really nice showing last year at the Bruins right after the Olympics and and played in some playoff games and had some had some neat little moments um i guess yeah what what we have broken down before and what i have seen about the guy for those that are probably wondering what kind of player he is he has a heck of a shot he was very very skilled at at harvard and in the college hockey ranks and I and he got, looks to shoot, and he looks to shoot, and wants to shoot. Playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder, he was quoted just uh, a story today somewhere. I forget which I, one it I is. Have, Lindsay what? has printed off every what article is? imaginable under the notes of Ryan Donato. I on just Google, Google.
1: search like Donato Wild, and then I just pressed print. And
2: you can tell he's a confident player, just the way. It, oh, yeah. Just reading, I would like to meet him in person and, and read between the lines a little more. But just on the quotes, I would, it sounds I would like to like, meet him and yeah, shake it. How Hello. Right, <laughs> and uh but I, I I've been impressed with at least. The metrics on him so far, and I think he'll get a chance to succeed right away with the Wild, because he also was with the AHL club for the last month, so he has been playing in the NHL for the last month, but I think once he gets a chance to play with the Wild, hopefully something can Mm -hmm. be shown.
1: Yeah, and he he talked to the Boston Globe uh, just a couple days ago, two days ago actually, um, and they were asking him just on how he felt about playing in the AHL at this point and how uh, how his career was uh, going thus far. And he said, I want to be there, and I believe that I deserve to be there, but that's not my call. And then he went on to say, uh, and I'm going to do everything in my power to do everything to get better as a player here so when I do get my chance again, they have no choice but to keep me up. And that is a hockey player's quote right there, my friends, because, and a lot, this is semantics, this is small stuff, but he goes, I'm going to, they, or here, hold on. Let me, you I'm good at reading. reading. I'm good reading. I'm going to do everything in my power to do, to get better as a player. So when I do get my chance again, when I do get my chance, so he's not, he, he has, like, he's a little bit like jabby, but he's not like, he's not saying like, I should have a chance right here, right now, but that they have no choice but to keep me up. So he's saying he, he just wants to work to the point that he gets a shot to get on the ice and that he, it's his intention. And what he is working towards is to play so well. For the Bruins, so that's that's very that's a very different thing right now than it says for the Wild that that they would keep him up there. So I like players that obviously want to make it to the show, but I I like players that understand what it takes to stay and yeah. what it in ta- that you don't just show up. And I don't know what it takes to play in the NHL, obviously, same, but same girls, um, just based on my limited experience in the career, there's a big difference in saying like I want to win and I'm doing. And I'm going to do what's necessary to make sure that we win. And that's not just showing up for practice or showing up, you know, to watch film with everybody else. That's like going to the rink two and a half hours early, doing your weird goalie things or doing your weird stick handling things or staying after, staying extra time on the ice, working on certain skills or asking a goalie to stay after to just work on, I don't know, a shootout move or whatever else. It's the little things like that. And, and he's going to have an environment that here in Minnesota where I've never been to a Minnesota Wild practice, as at least in a media capacity. I don't know what people's practice tend- tendencies are. Some guys are very much like, even if they play huge minutes every night, they're just those guys that are always on the they're rink rats. Um, I don't know how much of a culture there is of that around here. But if there isn't, thank God we have a guy coming in who understands that. And if there is, this should only solidify it more.
2: And if, if he's going to be part of the future too, I'd rather see – him get big time minutes or yeah significant minutes mm-hmm. instead of just having you know AHL and no defense Kyle Rowe, but but Cal O'Reilly and Kyle Rau's they're good players fringe players to mm-hmm. begin with and end with I'd rather see someone who deserves a shot and can actually give you hope for what's what's to come in the next year and I and I think Donato brings that and it'll be curious to see where he fits in what line he does and I'm sure he'll be you know kind of eased along if you will for the first couple games but. I wouldn't be surprised if if that's if he if he's eventually just kind of thrown into the ringer and, and can play for fifteen sixteen minutes a night. Well,
1: and if I'm Bruce too, like just based off how the team's have been playing lately, I say just throw a bunch of players on the ice and see what happens. At least in terms of forwards, because there hasn't been a lot of consistency. He has had to do a lot of tinkering with the lines in game because he's having trouble getting guys going. Or one guy will have a bad shift and then you'll just, you can see it when they get scored on the wild. Like if they're, if they're, if a certain players on the ice and they get scored on, if it's a good goal, it's a bad goal. You can see their just vault basically like their happy level, just zooms go way down because it has been frustrating. So yeah. I coach hockey, obviously not at the NHL capacity, but when I, when things aren't going well, which is usually quite often with me, I'm not, I'm not a great coach. We do lose a lot of games. Um, I just sometimes I'm like, go out there and just see what happens. Go, yeah. play. go play because there's, you get to a point of diminishing returns of saying like, well, if you just forward check here, you gotta, you gotta look for this option at this point. Like enough X's and O's, they're awful right now. Nothing is working. So why don't we just have everybody switch hands? If you're right-handed, let's play left. Like let's just see what happens. Let's shake things up. I think that if I were Bruce, I throw him Ryan and Otto and I'm I'm gonna I feed his whatever this is on the on the article. I say. First liner, then let's go. See. go let's go because it, because Bruce is that guy who's like not just not just tell show. Yeah, absolutely. Go, go do it then because if there's anybody that's gonna be ready to go and ready to skate and kick some ass around, I I bet you it's Ryan Donato. Good
2: point. I guess we'll uh, we'll close with the topic of so this has always been a, a common theme, especially lately. Is Bruce Boudreau trending to being safe, or is he in mm. season? I guess better question: Would they fire him in season? percent chance they fire him in season 50 above or below 50% I say they're on a snide right now and that's what worries this me because the then because then, then you are forced to make a change and yes. I don't want that to happen.
1: Say, well hold on. Let me take a look at the wild schedule right now because through the trade the trade deadline is Monday. I think they have 3 games um leading up until the trade deadline. I think I'm correct. That's cool. My computer just won't work. We'll just go off the off the top of the head then. I think if they if they lose against the Rangers and then they have they have another bad team and then they have Chicago and stuff. They play they've played a lot of non-interdivision teams, but I think they have they have the blue they have they Rangers, have the blues. blues, yep. and then Flames, right? Yeah,
2: Rangers, Wings, Blues, Jets, Flames.
1: Okay. So you're coming up to some divisional games
2: and some playoff teams too. Right.
1: If you lose against the Rangers and the red wings back to back back to back coming off those losses and say you don't score anything and it's uh. same thing i think you just as an organization i like bruce i think that he is a coach that would be good to see if you can build around see if you can he's never done a rebuild he's always gone into teams that have had skill or at least thought to have skill and he was supposed to be the guy that's supposed to take them over the hump why don't we see if we can rebuild his legacy and instead of being a guy who can't win game 7, how about we just be a guy who can take a young team and build something that's at like a like a Chicago Blackhawks type of thing. I think that he is a excellent candidate for that position, but there there comes a point in which you have to you have to cut. You have to cut him. And I think if you lose those if you lose to the Rangers and then who's Red the Wings. Other, and the Red Wings, both of which are lottery pick teams, like Anaheim, like Philly, just was a lot, of, like New Jersey. All these, like I said, they're playing literally bottom feeders. They're yeah. playing like the worst teams. If they lose, like considerably or decisively, where it's a four nothing, like last night's loss was, it was one nothing until five. So it's it's kind of like a two nothing. But if it's like a bad game, like the like the New Jersey game where you nobody, it looked like nobody wanted to be there. I think you got to fire him. Yeah, and then listen to our podcast from earlier in the week. We'll just do that for yeah. my actual conspiracy theory regarding that. But I think if he if they lose these next couple games, uh, I think that you have to take a hard look at uh, letting him go.
2: Yeah, I, I have a tough time parting ways with them. I like you said, if you if you when you break it down, and if you have absolutely piss poor efforts mm-hmm. against Red Wings and the Rangers, mm-hmm. I I can understand where now you have lost seven in a row and, you,
1: and right, and it's 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 key on the effort.
2: And I can understand where and those those things, those decisions happen in hockey probably more than any other sport. Mm -hmm. And that would be too bad. I would feel bad for Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, But if I was running the ship, I would allow him to finish finish the year year and Mm -hmm. also still come into the season next year as their head coach. I think he deserves that.
1: Yeah, I think if they if they come through the trade deadline and they're still okay, I think that he's there's really no reason because if they're still in the playoff hunt at that point, which they probably will be because the conference is weird. Um, but yeah, unless unless it catastrophically something goes really bad in the next five days or so, if he can make it through that, I think he's here for the rest of the year. But yeah,
2: same. That's just uh, closing thoughts. Anything? I, I, I like your Michael Scott shirt. Thank you. Yeah. we're not just super Stish- stitch. We are a little stitch. We're, we're, we're a little uh, that that is kind of our mantra. Not only, and that's not just because I love The Office, but that. That's my life to a T, so I, also I respect it. I respect the heck out of it. Uh, thank you for everyone hanging out with us.
1: We appreciate it. It's 9 p.m. and it's snowing like crazy, so you exactly. could have been shoveling, but thanks for hanging with us instead. This
2: has been an emergency episode of Judd's Hockey Show with Lindsey Brown. I'm Declan Goff, the ghost of Judd Zolgad, lingering. Thank you. Subscribe to us on iTunes, on Score North Hockey, or on the Mackey and Judd feed wherever you find your podcast. We are there. Thanks for hanging out.
1: Bye!
0: If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. And there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund, so there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses, so don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free 5-minute questionnaire at RefundsPro.com. That's Refunds with an S, Pro.com.